of Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritan. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is it who says to you, give me drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his son and livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become a come in him a fountain of water springing up in the everlasting life then the woman said to him sir give me this water that i may not thirst nor come here to draw and this is what jesus said to her go call your husbands and come here the woman answered and said i have no husband jesus said to her you have said well i have no husband for you have had five and the one whom you have is not your husband and that you spoke truly amen I'm going to use for a sermon topic today's God's message in the middle of the mess. Amen. God's message in the middle of the mess. You see, the world, or should I say specifically, this country is in a struggle right now. It is no secret that all types of things are happening that we as Christians cannot ignore. The Supreme Court is currently deciding the case of which will de- may well redefine marriage as we know it today. It seems like state after state there are issues of unjustifiable, the unjustifiable taking of life. We have riots, racism, and rebellions running rapid throughout this country and throughout this world. Amen. This is the current state of the world we find ourselves living in. It's just an M E. SS out there. You can't turn on the television today without uh, the display of chaos, confusion, and confrontation. Amen. I mean, it hits us in the face day in and day out. Now, I know some of you may be saying, well, Pastor Stevens, I don't need to turn on the TV. All I need to do is open my front door and I see chaos, confusion, and confrontation. All I need to do is just look right out side my door and and some of them say you know what it's the same uh in our lives sometimes in life we find ourselves and our lives in a total m e s s and if i could go 21st century which is some say a hot mess amen sometimes we get caught up and caught out or caught in such a mess that we don't know up from down such as trying to live like the joneses putting on airs being something that we're not. I, I heard this old secular term I like, to, I like to use every now and then. You're trying to live a champagne life on beer money. Amen. Uh, life is, yeah, if itself is just a lie. So we find ourselves in a messed up situation. And this such was the case of this Samaritan woman. But you know what, my brothers and sisters, in every MESS, there's an MESS 
A-G-E. There's a, in the middle of a mess, there's always a message from God. Amen, somebody. We just have to add the A-G-E to the end of your M-E-S-S, and you get the message. Amen. That is, that is the A-G-E, asking God to erase, asking God to eradicate, and asking God to evict that mess out of our life. Amen. I'm going to preach this thing this morning. You, you see, you see in this passage, there are several things that are taking place. First, we find Jesus right dab in the middle of this Samaritan woman's mess, her mistakes and her missteps. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I find myself in a mess, when I make mistakes, when I have mishaps, if I'm where, if I'm where there is mayhem, I can't think of anyone else that I want to be right in the thick of my mess with me, but God, amen. I don't want mama them there with me. I don't want my best friend there with me. I don't want, I want nobody but God in the midst of my mess with me. It's like in the military, you know, my brothers and sisters, when you're downrange and you're facing the enemy and you have a foxhole buddy, you don't care if he's white. You don't care if he's black. You don't care if he's Asian or Hispanic. All you care about is that he has your back and you have his. So when the going gets tough and the enemy starts to overrun your position the only thing that you want to know is that foxhole buddy is going to be there with you through the thick and thin of it and you see that is exactly how jesus is jesus tells us and and i love this in matthew 28 20 that he will be with us always even until the end of the age amen also in matthew 13 and 5 he says let your conduct be without covertness be content with such things as you have for he himself has said, I will never leave you. Come on now. No, I was forsaken. Hallelujah. Somebody. Listen, that means in our good times and that means in our bad times, in our mess up, in our mistake. That means in our, our, our misfortunes, in our mayhem, our God will always be there. I need you to hear me. I said our God will always be there. John tells us in chapter 4, verse 5 8, that Jesus had been traveling with the disciples and grew a little weary. Now, I thought I better, I thought I better take a minute and clarify this. You see, Jesus grew weary because he was both the Son of God and man in the flesh. So in the physical, Jesus, you see, was subjected to getting uh, tired and weary. But in the divine, how, do you, how many of you know he never grows tired? Amen. So, 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 so this is what I'm going to set the scene for you. So Jesus decides to take a little break, amen, by Jacob's well. Verse 5 says, so he came to the city of Samaria, with Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour, and that's around noontime Jewish time, and 6 p.m. Romans time. Now, now I need to go back in history, if you would, just for a minute, so that you can understand uh, that what is about to happen could not have happened with anyone else but Jesus, this Jew. See, I, I got to set the, 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 the tone for you so you understand the significance here. Uh, Jesus talking with this Samaritan woman. I have to paint this picture on what is happening up to the point and make this hate relationship between Jews and Samaria known. You see, the Jews regarded the Sumerians as worse than Gentiles. Those are non-Jews because of their corruption of true Judaism. Often if a Jew, uh, Jewish person was traveling from North Israel and Galilee and Nazareth area to Jerusalem for one of these feasts, they would go completely around 
Samaria by going down to into the Jordan Valley and coming up to Jerusalem near Jericho. Now, you got to have a serious hate for somebody to go around instead of going the shortcut through. You see, just north of the Dead Sea in order to avoid the Samaritans, uh, this meant that they went an extra two or three days uh, out, out of their way. You know, if a person was to walk from Jerusalem to Nazareth without th- uh, taking a long way around, it was approximately 75 miles. It could be quite uh, cold, though, up in the uh, uh, up in the mountains of Sakara. So they, but they went around that and took instead of seventy-five miles through, they went three days around. A- amen, somebody. So if a Jewish person was traveling through Samaria, Samaria from the north toward Jerusalem, they would often not be welcome. And Luke tells us this in Luke nine fifty-three. It says, "But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem." You see. Such was the hatred of the Samaritans for Jews and the Jews for Samaritans. See, you need to understand that. I need to paint this picture for you. So by the time that Jesus came up on the scene uh, and sat down at the well, the hostility was more than 400 years old. Sort of like the Hatfields and the McCoy. You know, that battle that constantly going on. I had to paint this picture for you because Jesus is sitting there relaxing and the disciples are gone into town for food and up walks a woman from Samaria. It was noon and the hottest part of the day. You see, during the time of during that time of day, people are usually somewhere cooling off or under the shade tree waiting for the sun to go down. But this was a prime time for this Samaritan woman because she was not expecting anyone to be there at the well during that time of the day amen she was she was using the sun and the heat of the day as a benefit to her for being able to draw water from the well without having to see anyone talk to anyone or pass by anyone you see because some scholars say she was an immoral sinner she did not want to run into anybody especially other women you see you see during the early morning the women would meet at the well when it was cool to draw water and and to gossip it's sort of like gathering around the water cooler at work can't hardly wait to get there to hear what is going on with so-and-so so this uh samaritan woman came to the well in the heat of the day as cover but check this out good hope isn't it amazing that even when we are sneaking and creeping god has a tendency to show his face amen it isn't isn't that amazing you 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 you, you know what i'm talking about we, we, we somewhere with friends that we know we don't need to be doing what we know we don't need to be doing. And then you look up and you see mama. Amen. Uh, sort of like the young man from Baltimore who mother went out in the middle of the protest, snatched her son up because he was throwing rocks. Look, he, he was all concealed, but she recognized him from his stature because of his face was covered. She just showed up sort of like what God does in the midst of our cover up. We can cover it up all day under the under the guise of darkness but god has a tendency to just to show up you see it was not a mistake that jesus was there nor it was a mistake that the samaritan woman came to the well while no one but jesus was there this was a divine appointment that would not and could not be missed how many of you know when god sets an appointment with you he won't miss it you may not show up but god will be there amen you need to hear that so 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 here it is this Samaritan woman, she approaches the well and Jesus does what he always have done, but it's considered, it was considered out of protocol. You see, Jesus speaks to the woman and asks her 
for a drink. In verse 7 through 9, a Samaritan woman came to, the wa- to, to, to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. He, he, here Jesus said, here Jesus does the unthinkable and speaks to the woman. He knows that she is messed up and living a messed up life. But don't you love that about Jesus? Let me tell you about our God. He will speak to you anyway. I don't care how messed up you are. I don't care how low you are. He's going to speak to you anyway. And that's what I love about him. But in spite of all, Jesus speaks to the woman. And I need you to get this. Not only does he speak to the Samaritan woman, he had the audacity to ask her for a drink of water. Jesus was deliberate. And bold. Aren't you glad that we serve a delivered and bold God? I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I serve a Savior who is delivered and bold, who is not deterred, deferred, or detoured by our mistakes, our missteps, and our mess ups. See, if He was, all of us would still be sinners lost out there in the world of sin. You see, here the disciples had taken the bucket that is normally used to get water for the well to town. The woman. I like this. The woman, she recognized Jesus as a Jew, but check this out. She was so caught up in her sin that she recognized him as a Jew, but she didn't recognize him as the Messiah. Amen, somebody. Sometimes in our life, we get so caught up and we get so messed up that God is standing right in front of us. We can't see him because of all the mess that's in front of us. Amen. See, the woman recognized Jesus as a Jew, but not as a Messiah. And then she asked Jesus the question, how is it that you being a Jew Asked a drink from me, a Samaritan. And here go your first, here go the first message in the middle of the mess. She missed the love of Jesus. Amen. When God wants to speak with us, he will cross all racial and gender boundaries. When he needs to get his message to us, when he needs to get his message, it doesn't matter who we are or where we are. The Samaritan woman had no idea she was speaking to the Son of God. She was so messed up and mixed up, and she missed the message of love from the Messiah. Let me say that again. She was so messed up and mixed up that she missed the message from the Messiah. Amen. She missed his message of love. Amen. Jesus' love expands beyond racial barriers. Jesus' love extends beyond gender barriers. Jesus' love extends beyond our mistakes, our missteps, and our mayhem. His love is unconditional. Aren't you glad that his love is unconditional there's nothing tied to it amen romans 5 and 8 says but god demonstrate his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us isn't that amazing that while we were still out there in the sinful world creeping and sneaking he got up on calvary's cross and died for us i don't know about you but i'm glad i serve a savior like that amen somebody but check this out jesus in asking the woman for a favor got her attention piqued her curiosity, caught her interest. Here Jesus had just described to the woman that he is both God and man. You see, sometimes when we are so deep in the middle of our M-E-S-S, we miss God standing right there with us, reaching out to us. Now, now we should be comforted in knowing that God is always there and there is no amount of mistakes, missteps, mayhem a mess that can separate us from him. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that my mistakes, I'm so glad that my mess up would never separate me uh, from God. I'm just so glad in Romans 8 and 8, uh, 38 through 39, it says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, 
nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, nor, nor other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing out here in the world. You can't prostitute enough. You can't serve enough, sell enough drugs. You can't drink enough alcohol to separate you from the love of God. Amen. So you, you, you need to make sure you get that. And the second message she missed is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Note this. You, you have to note this. In verse 10, Jesus says, if you knew, if you knew the gift of God, and who is it who says to you, give me drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you water. Note the emphasis is on gift. You see, it's something that we can't work for. Amen. One of the most, this is one of the most common, the one of the most common spiritual errors that we, sh- we have here today is that we can get into heaven by our good works. You can't do enough good to get you into heaven. Amen. What I love about this gift is that it is available to everyone. Check this out, good hope. Bill Gates can't buy it. Warren Buffett can't trade it. Mark Zuckerberg can't Facebook it. Walmart doesn't carry it. President Obama can't command it. WikiLeaks can't steal it. It is given to those freely who accept Jesus Christ. Amen. For by the grace you have been saved through faith and that's not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not works, lest anyone should boast. Amen. You see this Samaritan woman life, you see this Samaritan woman, her life was in such a mess that she was still blinded spiritually from seeing and hearing from the Son of God. Right in front of her, broad daylight, Jesus is offering her the living water, uh, water was offering her the Holy Spirit. She could not see the gift of salvation because of her M-E-S-S. Sometimes we can get caught up in the worldly pleasures of life that we fail to see God and hear from God. You know, those things that are good to us, but not necessarily good for us. Amen. Notice that Jesus didn't say that he was the living water, but he did say he could give a living water to her. And when she received it, she would never thirst again. Amen. Like I said, we get so caught up in those worldly things, the cars and money and all these other things that we miss the will of God. Amen. If I could just for a minute, if I could just for a minute break, down, break it down what the woman was saying to Jesus at the well, if, if, if you could just bear with me. She said, if I could just take this time, she said about the well being deep and Jesus having nothing to draw from. In essence, now, now uh, uh, this, is just, this is just Dr. Stevens. In essence, she could have possibly been saying to this stranger, to this Jew, that my sins are so deep that there is nothing that can reach down in the death of my sins and pull me up out of my mess. She said, I'm too far gone, had too many husbands, sold too many drugs, slept with too many people, drank too much alcohol and told too many lies. I'm so deep in my mess, there's not enough rope to reach, to tie to the bucket to reach down and to, to my sins and pull me out of the death of my sin. When you don't, but when you don't know what you don't know for yourself, when you don't know Jesus for yourself, you don't know what you don't know. And that's that Jesus was sending this sinful world that so that we might have life everlasting. You see, Jesus was sent here to be a M-E-S-S fixer. That's a mess fixer. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, good hope, but I'm glad God has been a mess fixer in my life. Amen. Somebody like the Samaritan woman at the well who did who didn't know Jesus, that sometimes in our life we are so 
caught up in the middle of our mess that instead of hearing or finding a message, we miss, we miss out, we mess up, and we misstep. And you see, that what was going on with the Samaritan woman who was still thinking in the natural, uh, the physical thirst. It's easy to miss the mark when you don't know Jesus for yourself. Amen? He, I'm sure in the eyes of the disciples, and you see what was going on here, in the eyes of the disciples and others who knew the woman did not think of her as being worthy of Jesus' time. You ever met somebody like that? And, 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 and you got some church folks who are so holy that when, when that sinner come walking through the door, they don't feel like that person is worthy of God's time or worthy of their time. But what I love about a God that we serve, he takes the lowers of the low. Amen, somebody. He meets you right where you are. You don't have to get right to get with him. He will get you right. You just need to get to him. Amen, somebody. Oh, we're going to preach this thing this morning. Oh, I'm so glad, good hope, that my sins did not elude Christ from my life. Aren't you glad that your sins and your mess up did not exclude Christ from your life? Instead of exclusion, Jesus is all about inclusions. Let me just say that again. Instead of exclusions, Jesus is about inclusion. That's what he did with the woman at the well, Jesus took the time and the initiative to talk with the simple woman about the living water. Now, now check it out. He didn't exclude her from offering. He didn't exclude her from offering the gift and he doesn't exclude you either. I don't care what you've done in your life. I don't care how bad you think it is. That living water is offered to all who just comes and give themselves to Christ. So, so check this out. So Jesus takes it upon himself to try to break it down and make it a little simpler for her to understand she was still having a little difficult time good hope trying to trying to piece that thing together it's like it, it was it was the, the clouds were beginning to go away a little bit but she was still so messed up she didn't get the message but we serve a patient god we talk about he's an on-time god oh yeah he comes on time so he stayed there still sitting there he's still talking to her and, and, and this is what he said he begins by telling her that whoever drank of this water, which is the water from Jacob's well, will thirst again. You see what he's doing? So you see the Samaritan woman, she had no problem understanding that when you drink the physical water out the well, you would eventually get thirsty and want more water. You see, when we seek the pleasures and satisfactions of the world, we find that we continue to thirst seeking more and more worldly satisfactions. Uh, you know, you always wonder why so many uh, uh, athletes and stars with so much money head down a road of uh, 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 of just, I mean, just total, total destruction. Why? How, you always say they got 40 or 100 or 200 million dollars. What kind of problems can they have? But see, they got all that money, but they don't know Christ for themselves. So they're looking for the word. They're still trying to get, you know, they're trying to get that, 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 that spiritual pleasure out of those worldly pleasures. And you won't find it there. You see, when when we seek the pleasures and satisfaction of the world, we find that sometimes uh, we find that we continue to thirst seeking more and more of those worldly satisfaction amen somebody but 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 you 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 know brothers my brothers and sisters you have to keep on keeping on in christ i would say it like this the deeper you get into self-gratification and i need you to get this the deeper you get into self-gratification the further we get away from Christ's sanctification let me say that again the deeper we get into self-gratification that's the pleasures of the world the more we get away from sight we get away from christ's sanctification amen Oh, we are so messed up that we continue to seek that which cannot quench 
our thirst. You know, we, we, can't see the, the, we can't see the forest for the trees. But check this out, my brothers and sisters. There's a message in the middle of the mess. There is a message from God in the middle of our mess. You see in verse 14, Jesus tells the woman in the middle of her mess that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I should give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up in an everlasting life. But you see, my brothers and sisters, the woman was still messed up that she missed the message and thought Jesus was still talking about the physical water. She liked the idea that if she had the water that Jesus was speaking about, she would not have to come to the well and draw water, especially if there's a well that the water would continually bubble up from. She could not see the message because she still was looking physically and thinking literally, and Jesus was speaking spiritually while in the midst of, the, of her mess. It is like we do sometimes when God is speaking to us spiritually, we get it twisted and thinking the natural, and God is speaking in the supernatural. You see, I'm reminded of Abraham and Sarah. Y'all know the story. They got themselves in a mess of their own simply because they went out of the divine will of God and tried to do it themselves. You know, we get ourselves in a mess and mess things up when we got out of the divine will of God. Now, God told Abraham that uh, Sarah was going to conceive a child. Uh, if you read the scriptures, Abraham just fell down laughing so hard because he knew uh, Sarah had passed her childbearing days. You see, he's thinking in the natural. God is saying the supernatural. Amen. Uh, uh, Abraham laughed and, and Abraham and Sarah both laughed and shrugged it off. They blew it off and Sarah convinced her husband to sleep with her maid servant Hagar. You see how we can get ourselves in a mess when we get out of the divine will of God. Amen. Abraham had a mess on his hands. He had baby mama drama simply because he tried to help God. God don't need our help. Amen.